0: one but i am working out i love to listen to your podcast whenever you say something other people react to it taking my breath away aaron fern lundquist joins me hall of famer jim cal welcome in everybody NASCAR NASCAR to a postale national chip game Her- edition of the aaron sports podcast i'm your host aaron torres oui. and boy oh boy we got ourselves a national championship final here from Houston. For everybody just joining us, I appreciate it. For people who are listening on Tuesday on podcast, we are live on YouTube in following the national championship game. And we got ourselves a national champion, obviously, right? So Michigan beats Washington. Final score 34-13. to 13. Hail to the victors. Michigan is the national champion. Obviously, we're going to break it all down. Uh, Take some of your comments and everything, et cetera, here in just one moment. Before we get started, uh, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure to do so on Apple and Spotify. Obviously, if you are watching on YouTube, click that little subscribe button, click that like button, really does help the channel grow, the audience grow. We're closing in on 32,000 subscribers, appreciate your support. All right, let's dive in here. It is Monday night again, many of you will be listening on Tuesday, and Michigan is your 2024 national champion, I guess. I mean, 2023 season, 2024 national championship. As I said, final score, 34 to 13. And, you know, I I really want to dive in (laughs) and I really want to be blunt. I don't really know how to describe this game. Strange game. It, It actually was a lot like the Rose Bowl, right? Michigan dominates early, Washington kind of in the middle. You feel like they're there and then Michigan pulls away late. What I think about this game, you know, it, it was funny, really, how the the ebbs and flows of the game. Early on, Michigan in complete control, line of scrimmage, they're absolutely dominating. Donovan Edwards, who I thought was a great story, was phenomenal last year, struggled this year, has two touchdowns in the first quarter of the national championship game, and you think the game's like completely out of control, right? I mean, it was kind of wild to, to to watch it to see on social media, you know, I saw the typical Washington would have finished ninth in the SEC. They weren't better than Ole Miss. Why are they even in this game? And then bluntly, like the game just got really, really weird, right? Washington kind of sort of makes their move, but not really. Michigan gets cute. They try to pass the ball too much. They're up 17 to three. That fourth down pass by J.J. McCarthy is incomplete. And then Washington gets the ball back late in the second quarter. They drive the length of the field. They keep giving. They keep trying to establish run. It was just a strange game. Michigan trying too hard to establish the pass. Washington trying too hard to, to establish the run. And then the third quarter was much the same. Michael Penix, obviously, first play of the third quarter. He throws an interception. You sit there and say, wait a second now. Okay, Michigan's going to pull away. They have to settle for a field goal. And then it's just this weird back and forth thing for the rest of the game. Uh, in terms of, of of how this thing went down and how it ended, like what stands out to me, listen, I know it's going to be unpopular to say. I know people aren't going to like it. But a couple things. One, first of all, I don't think either team played their best game. We'll discuss that momentarily. But two, this is kind of what Michigan did all season long. Michigan was a great, 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 great fourth quarter team all season long. First of all, they dominated most of their games early on. But in the big games, what did they do? Penn State completely controlled the clock in the fourth quarter. Uh, Ohio State, that big series, Ohio State cuts it to, what is it, about a six-point game? Or I think it was a three-point game, excuse me. Michigan goes on a 13-play, seven-minute 7, uh, seven minute drive, takes all this time off the clock. Ohio State gets the ball back less than a minute to go. And it was the same against Alabama. Alabama's in control. The Jalen Milrow fumble, you think that's going to change the game? It doesn't. Michigan gets the ball back. They convert a fourth down. uh, They score the touchdown. They win in overtime. And it was the same in this game. Michigan, late in the game, made all the plays that they need to, obviously score the late touchdown to seal the victory. And Michigan wins 33-13. In the bigger picture, a couple thoughts here. One, first of all, let me say this. And and this is going to be controversial. And people are going to get mad. And people aren't going to like it. I'm going to say it anyway. Michigan is very much a deserving national champion. Please do not tell me that Michigan is not your deserving national champion. Okay, I know a lot of people are frustrated. As a matter of fact, I'll take this step further. Not only is Michigan your deserving national champion, I truly believe they were the best team all year. Like a lot of people aren't going to like that. And what about Georgia? What about this? What about that? Here is the here is the narrative. Here is the overarching story of N- Michigan's season. First three games they play without hardball, destroy everybody they start, what is it? 6-0, 7-0. They're destroying everybody. They're killing everybody. Then the Conner Stallion stuff happens. Then we convinced ourselves, oh my goodness, they're only good because they were cheating. They stink. They're overrated. Harbaugh, he's a cheater. He's this, he's that. Then what ends up happening? Harbaugh gets suspended the day of the Penn State game. They end up struggling against Penn State. They end up struggling against Ohio State. I don't think they were struggling. I think they were a team without their head coach late in the season uh, against Penn State on the road against Ohio State at home. And like, that's what happens when teams don't have their head coach late in the season. Listen, I get why people would say that like it's somehow tainted or it's somehow this or it's somehow that the bottom line is this. Here is what Michigan did in the post Connor Stallions time frame of the season. They beat Penn State on the road. In a game, by the way, where, remember, they showed up to Happy Valley not knowing who was going to be their head coach if Jim Harbaugh was suspended. He gets suspended. What ends up happening from there? They go out and find a way to win that game. Uh, Ohio State, remember, Sharon Moore is both the play caller and the head coach. He's more aggressive than Ryan Day. He's the one that gets the job done. They find a way to get the win. Then they they beat Iowa. Listen, make fun of Iowa all you want. That was the top five defense of college football all year beat Iowa, beat Alabama with Jim Harbaugh, and they beat Washington on Monday night, and they were clearly the best team. And so Michigan, to me, was the best team all season long. They were the deserving national champion. Um, And and I just think that this is a, you know, listen, for their fans, it's a crowning achievement. For everybody else, they're going to say, oh, they this, they that. They were the best team all year. You beat Penn State. You beat Ohio State without Jim Harbaugh. You beat the SEC champ with Jim Harbaugh. You beat Washington, which was 14-0 coming into this game you are a deserving national champion. By the way, SEC fans, I saw a lot of this. Oh, Georgia should have been here. Listen. If you are if if you're watching that game and your argument is Georgia deserved to be in this game, just just log off of social media. You don't need to put out every single take that you have, and I say that as a guy that puts out way too many bad takes, okay? Listen. Georgia lost to Alabama. Alabama was your SEC champ. Alabama goes to the playoff and loses to Michigan. It is okay that there was not an SEC team in this championship game. Michigan was deserving. Washington was deserving. Washington quickly. Listen, I don't think there's anything else to say other than that they did not play their best game and they were still in it until the final few minutes. A couple things stand out. One, you know, Michael Penix, you know, listen, I was on Fox Sports Radio late on whatever it was, Monday night, New Year's Day. When they beat Texas and we were getting calls and we were getting tweets, Michael Penix should go number one, Caleb Williams, he's better than... he's better. Listen, very good college player, but as you saw, when you could get him off his rhythm, when you could get him off his timing, there were moments when he struggled. Overthrew a couple passes. There was that fourth down play in the second quarter, I believe it was, when he just overthrew the wide receiver. Play late that he had an opportunity, did not take advantage of it. And I think that's the thing that stands out to me. Michigan is a deserving champion. But I don't think there's any way that you can sit there and say that Washington feels like they played anything close to their best game. Finished with 300 yards of total offense, 46 yards rushing. I don't know if a healthy Dylan Johnson would have made a difference at all. Like, it's easy to sit there and say now, but they struggled to run the ball against Texas, uh, and they were able to kind of get the ball out in the passing game on short passes. And so, listen, they struggled to, 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 to to run the ball. Michael Penix, 27 of 51, one touchdown, two interceptions. It just wasn't his best night. And of course, the penalties, five penalties for 30 yards. So Michigan deserving national champion. I think they were the best team all year. Uh, and of course, on top of that, uh, Washington, listen, they, they they had a great season, incredible year. Listen, as long as Kalen DeBoer is there like that team is going to be competing in the Big Ten. He's such a good coach, so smart, knows how to use his personnel, all that good stuff, and, um, you know, it just wasn't their night. You know, we we, we knew it could be a struggle. We saw the money coming in from Vegas uh, on Michigan all week long, and so you knew it was going to be – and the other thing, too, with Washington, they just won so many close games this year. They were deserving to be here, but you kind of felt like at some time that was going to run out. Even the Texas game comes down to the final play – they aren't able to get on top. Last thought, then we'll take some of your questions, comments, whatever has popped up. You know, I, I think from my perspective, the only other thought I have, uh, listen, whatever Jim Harbaugh decides to do at this point, um, I, I I think that, you know, he has fulfilled his obligation, if you will, to Michigan. Um, you know, this was a guy that came back seven, eight years ago. He's got to restore the pride. Like it's easy to forget. Now, everybody just thinks of Michigan as this blue blood program, national championship caliber program, all that good stuff. Jim Harbaugh came in. They were coming off a five and seven year, a season in which they lost to, I think it was Utah at home when Utah was still in the mountain West Brady Hoke. Remember him? He never wore a headset on the sidelines. Everyone's like, what's his, what's that guy's deal? He stinks. So Harbaugh comes in. It was a, you know, largely a success early. Those middle stages, he struggled. And then the last three years, like I said, to start the show, I truly believe in my heart of hearts. He you know, he did what he came to do. And more importantly, I think the last four, five, six weeks left no doubt that they were the better team, the more deserving team. They have surpassed everybody in the Big Ten, at least for now. And if Harbaugh decides to go to the NFL, I, I don't think you can really blame him. It's a situation. He won a national championship. Remember, by the way, people don't realize this. You know, this is Michigan's first outright national championship. Since I believe the 1940s, I'm going to go ahead and confirm that just to make sure that that's right, but they won a split natty in 97. That was with, uh, Nebraska, Scott Frost. Y'all remember that before that? Let me just make sure that I have this accurate. Yes. 1948. How many of you remember the 1948 national championship? That was the last time they won one before the 97 split national championship. Everybody reveres Bo Shenbeckler, Everybody loves Bo Schembechler. He never won a national championship struggled in bowl games. And so I bring it up to very simply say, Jim Harbaugh has done everything that has that was asked of him, including now winning a national championship. I know some of you are going to sit there and say, well, you know, it's going to be vacated five years from now. But I don't really care. We all watched the game. We all know what happened. I don't believe that the Cotter Stallion stuff impacted Michigan all that much in a positive way. I don't think it led to any victories that they wouldn't have gotten. Otherwise, and they are a deserving national champion. So, congrats to Michigan. Congrats to Michigan fans. You're a deserving national champion. If Harbaugh leaves for the NFL, and I think he probably will, you can't say that he did not go out without style. Uh, do we have any comments or questions from the audience? As I've basically, uh, I've basically at this point kind of said everything that I have to say at this point about this. Jason says, you're my dude, A.T. I appreciate you, Jason. Uh, I appreciate that. I am. You know, listen, I'm a good guy. I know my my ball. Listen, I'll say this, by the way. Real quick. For a guy who gets told like five times a week, shut up, you know nothing about football, picked Michigan to win the Natty in the preseason. Uh, Oh, by the way, picked Alabama to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game when uh, nobody was picking Bama. It was sexy to pick Georgia. They're three-peating, whatever. Uh, Missed on a few things. Did have Penn State in the playoff. I think I learned my lesson on James Franklin. That will not be happening again. Uh, and then also, uh, what was the other one? I had uh, I did have uh, Sam Hartman winning the Heisman. I didn't check the ballots, but I don't think that one worked out very well. Uh, but Sam Hartman, and uh, that did not work out very well. So uh, any other questions? Let's see here. MVP Michigan defense as a whole, they hit Penix all night long, two INTs. I don't think Harbaugh stays becoming legend. So I think he meant to say legend. That's Paul. Shout out to Paul. Appreciate your support. Listen, I stand by what I said. You know, if, um, if Jim Harbaugh decides to leave, if he decides to go, he's done what he is a legend, right? He just led Michigan to a national championship. Former player comes back by the way, three straight wins over Ohio state. Ohio state is shook as a program. By the way, producer Matt told me right before we went on air, Quinshawn Judkins, uh, committed to Ohio state, right as Michigan with the confetti was falling. Ryan Day, you want a little, uh, the old school reference. If you remember 2007, uh, the Red Sox were in the midst of winning the world series and, uh, Alex Rodriguez and the Yankees announced an extension right in the middle of game, whatever, when the Red Sox were about to clinch, that was what Quinshawn Judkins was there. Listen, enjoy your, uh, running back recruit commitment, Ohio state, uh, Michigan just won a natty. And listen, this goes back to what I said, Harbaugh has done what he said he was going to do. Restore this program, win a national championship. They're dominating the Big Ten. I think, and and I talked about this a little bit on Monday's show. I think this is an interesting conversation about why now might be the right time for Jim Harbaugh to step away from this program. You win a national championship, you go out on top, you have like 44 seniors on your roster. I'd be curious to know how many of them are going to be gone. Obviously, a lot of them will have a COVID year. But J.J. McCarthy's probably gone. Blake Corm I guess, technically has a year of eligibility, but he almost left last year, so you would assume that he is probably going to leave again after this season. Um, you know, a lot of the best defensive players are going to leave as well. So you're losing a ton. You just won a national championship. You're in complete control. And I'll say this, too. I think the Big Ten's going to get a lot tougher next year. I just put out my preseason top 25 on Aaron Torres Online. Listen, Ohio State is reloading to their credit. Uh, I'm not a huge Ryan Day guy, but they've done what they have to do. Uh, added Will Howard, added Quinshawn Judkins, wide receiver room is sick, Oregon's going to be really good, Washington isn't going anywhere by the way, October 5th next year, Michigan at Washington early in the Big Ten schedule, will get a rematch, so this just feels like the time to get out. Producer Matt, do we have any more questions or comments from the the live chat here? I'm trying to look myself as we go live here King of the North, Big Ten's going to be tough, listen, I, I agree on that I think it's easy to forget. Big Ten's going to be tough now. Iowa has a kick. So I put this out today. So I don't, so one of the things about evaluating next year, and Matt, if you want to, if you want to hop in, you're more than welcome to on this. Producer Matt might hop in on this. Looking at next year, it is insane. Just trying to figure out who's going to be good and who's not with the schedules. So, like as an example, Oklahoma next year comes to the SEC. They return a lot of talent. They also have, uh, what is it? They have Texas out of neutral, Alabama at home, at Auburn, at LSU, at Ole Miss, at Missouri. It's like that schedule is brutal. But I bring it up because somebody just referenced this. So Iowa next year, right? So everyone next year, it's going to be, oh, you know, no divisions in the Big Ten. We finally get rid of that terrible Big Ten West team. Guess what ends up happening? Iowa's schedule next year. No Penn State, no Michigan, no Oregon, no USC. I was legitimately going 10 and 2, and they're probably playing Ohio State or Michigan or Oregon for the Big Ten championship. So uh, it is wild. Michigan is your national champion, uh, but the Big Ten is changing. College football is changing. That, maybe that's a kind of a, a good closing thought. We'll get to some more of your questions and your comments here momentarily. But it is wild to think about what this sport is going to look like next year. Uh, and I bring it up because you just start to think about a 12 team playoff. You know, I, I think about this show all the time. Am I even going to put out – like, I put out my preseason Final Four this year. This year it was Michigan, Alabama, Florida State, and Penn State. Like, am I going to put out a preseason playoff pick? Like, I don't think I will. I'll probably put out a national championship, you know, this team over that team, whatever. Um, But you look at how the conferences are going to be, the amount of talent that is going to be aggregated in those two conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten, with uh, Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA coming to the Big Ten – Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. I mean, just looking at my way too early top twenty-five. You have Alabama and um, if Alabama and Georgia towards the top in the SEC. You have uh, teams like Missouri and Ole Miss trending up. Texas is going to be there. They return a lot. And then, oh by the way, on top of all that, you also get Oklahoma. You also get Tennessee, which should be pretty good. Texas A and M is actually going to have a lot of talent. And then in the Big Ten, it's kind of the same, right? Like. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State are always going to be good, but now you have Oregon, USC, and Washington as well. So it is a new world in college football. Uh, A couple more of your questions before we get to it. Uh, I want to throw
1: out if you can uh, hear me. For I can hear you, producer man. What do you got? Twenty-four Michigan, the one that I do want to point out just for their schedule with the national championship tonight. You do have Texas. I believe, as the at-a-conference with yes. Washington in-conference, Oregon and Ohio State and USC. So you got quite the task there for 2024 compared to Iowa's schedule, even their at-a-conference like Troy. So
0: For Not people listening for the first time, that is producer Matt. He has come on since this fall and has been an incredible asset to our team. Um, he's an Auburn fan. So, you know, Matt, I'm sorry about how, how your season ended at the Music City Bowl last year, but he brings up a good point. Have you seen Michigan's schedule? Week two, they play Texas at home, Big Ten opener, USC at home, at Washington in like week five. Then they get their bye. Then they play Oregon at home, Ohio State on the road. So it is crazy how much this sport is going to change. And like I said, this, this to me is why if, if Jim Harbaugh wants to leave, like it is hard to blame him for deciding to do that. We'll wrap with a couple other comments and questions. Anything else here on the national championship? Somebody says Harbaugh is gone. Fea Sports. I'll say this real quick as we get to some comments and questions to wrap the show. I'm not a video gamer. I'm a little confused as to what's going on with this uh, with this remake of of uh, EA Sports College Football. Like I saw, it's definitely coming out. Then I saw it might not be, and so a little bit confused on that. Obviously, we'll keep an update on that. Trying to see what other comments we got here. Jim is coming back to win again, says Chad Taylor. Hail to the victors. We'll see. Listen, I think it'd be really cool. By the way, one thing I will say, and I said this on Monday show, I'm not so, like everyone's reporting that Michigan's going to get this huge NCAA postseason or, or regular season ban for Harbaugh. He already got suspended for three games for this exact thing. I don't get the idea. One, I don't even know if the whole thing is going to be resolved for the start of next year. But two, even if it is, I don't understand the argument that he gets this like year-long suspension. He just got a three-game suspension. This season doesn't really make sense to me. Whatever. We'll see what happens. I think the big themes for today, my big takeaways, Michigan to me is a deserving national champion. Don't give me the Connor Stallion stuff. They were the best team all year, destroying everybody early, um, and had plenty of opportunities late, uh, you know, to get tripped up. And they beat everybody. They, they beat Ohio State without Jim Harbaugh. They beat uh, Penn State without Jim Harbaugh on the road. Uh, and, of course, took care of Iowa, Alabama, and Washington, You know, from the Washington perspective, Penix was Penix was awesome all year. This was his worst game, but that's also credit to the Michigan defense. And you know, you sit there and say what could have been, but it'll be interesting, man. This twelve-team playoff—I just—I don't think people have really taken into account what it is going to do the sport next year. One, from the scheduling perspective, we're going to have teams in the playoff with two, three, four losses. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get like fourteen and zero versus fourteen and zero again. And then, obviously, with the conference consolidation, that's something to consider as well. We have any more questions or comments to get to before we get out of here? I don't so hope. I hope. What do you got? The
1: NCAA EA thing that people are bringing up. Uh, they were supposed to release a supposed trailer trailer information for the new video game during the game today, and it was a rumor, and I guess it turned out not to be true, and a lot of people are very upset. Okay, I'm one of those people.
0: <laughs> I saw so- you're one of those people. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. I um I saw all sorts of scuttlebutt on that today, and I couldn't quite figure out what was actually going on, and so uh so yeah I I could feel the frustration on my social media feed, but uh but it is what it is. Any any last thoughts, Matt, before uh, before we get out of here from either of the listeners? Did you you have any big picture thoughts from the game today or what?
1: Um, I think that's a brutal loss for Washington. Obviously, I don't think they played their best game, and they kind of just kind of self-inflicted wounds really hurt them on, like, especially with the penalties, like number 73, the offensive yeah. lineman had two false starts, one on that huge play, like a 30 yard pass brought back. And then right after they had the 44 yarder to O'Dunes, he got a false start immediately and it killed that drive that didn't. So, I mean, that was brutal for them, but either way, Michigan's defense kind of just ended up getting to him and, I was surprised with Washington's defensive adjustments, regardless if that doesn't get talked about, just they did everything. Yeah,
0: that was one thing I probably didn't do a great job of touching on is like, and this was one of my takes all year is like, I kept, I kept hearing like, oh, you know, Washington, they're not very physical. They're not very tough, dude. They beat Oregon twice, including in the PAC 12 championship game. They beat Texas, which has NFL dudes all along the lines. And after the first, like the second series of the game, they went toe for toe with Michigan. So that's one of the reasons, like, I I like them against Texas. Is everyone kept telling me, oh, you know, they don't have enough guys along the lines. It's like, no, they're going to be fine. Um, And that's one of the reasons, like, I just trust DeBoer. Like, I don't think he had better players than Oregon. I don't think he had better players than Texas. I don't think he had better players than Michigan. He went three and one and easily could have won tonight despite the final score. And so that's why, kind of, in the bigger picture, like, I kind of just feel like they got the right coach, by the way. I've, I've already heard this little scuttlebutt is like, if Michigan, if Harbaugh leaves, you know what I would do? And this might be a conversation for Wednesday show or whatever, Friday show, whenever, if Harbaugh does leave, I just take that contract and that money you raise for Jim Harbaugh and I just offer it to Galen DeBoer. Like, I don't think he's leaving, but that would be the guy that I go after. I mean, I know Brian Kelly is sort of flirting with the job and, um, you know, Sharon Moore should probably get a seriously, serious look, but that's the guy to me that I would just like. I don't know. That would be the guy that I wanted. So, all right, last thoughts here. Just looking through some of the comments. Uh, Washington has my respect, says Chad Taylor. I agree. The NCA final report, da, da 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 Michigan's your national champion. I think that's really all I got to say. You know, it's like Forrest Gump. That's all I really have to say about that. So, tell you what, we're going to wrap the show. I'll be back probably Wednesday. we got to start looking at the way too early top 25. We'll talk a little college hoops maybe. Uh, but this was really fun, and I think the important thing that I should mention is uh, if you are subscribed on YouTube, going to be going live a lot after College Hoops this season, uh, live into the NCAA Tournament Conference Championship, so make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure to do so. Help your boy out. You know, Subscribe. Leave a positive review. Got a lot of mean Purdue fans that were not happy with me a few weeks ago, uh, so make sure to subscribe to the pod. Leave a, Leave a five-star review. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres. Follow on Instagram, uh, at Aaron Torres Pod. I think I'll be back on Wednesday. New episode, Aaron Torres Pod.